It's Friday! You're tuned in to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, August 3rd. I'm Donald Ware. Know you're preparing for the weekend, and uh, I'll tell you what, um, we're going to stay in the MEAC today, and we are going to preview the South Carolina State Bulldogs, and to help us do so, uh, we've got the Dean of Coaches in the MEAC. As a matter of fact, if I think off the top of my head, maybe the Dean of Coaches, at least at one school, in all of HBCU football. I'm just trying to think uh, as I talk off the top of my head. I think that's about right. But Buddy Pugh, 17 years now as the head football coach at South Carolina State, had a chance to catch up with him a week ago at the MEAC Media Day. And, um, you know, he, he talked about the fact that this team in 2017 did not live up to expectations how close they came had they played better in a lot of games uh, could have gotten over the hump and uh, really talked about that in the expectations for 2018 again had a chance to catch up with Buddy Pugh on last Friday just kind of want to get your thoughts on on 2017 well uh, it's a new opportunity for us we've got uh, uh, nine games that we got to figure out how to win at South Carolina State to give us to give me the record for the most wins in the history of the university. So, you know, we're about the task of trying to right our ways from last year. We're trying to see if we can figure out how to get better real fast. And, uh, you know, if that is the case, then we'll see what happens after the season's over. Yeah, how how important is that for you? I mean, you, you played for Willie Jeffries and, you know, South Carolina State is your alma mater, been there 17 years now. How, how important would that be for you to have that record? Well, it'd be, it'd be good uh, to have the record, but let me tell you, you know, nobody would ever replace Coach Jeffries. He's just so special to all of us until, you know, he'll always be first in our hearts. But now we need to have a better year. And that's the, the main ingredient in our formula right now to try to see if we can be a much better football team in 2018. How do you, you never can, because, I, you know, I probably asked you this three years ago, you know, how, how do you replace a Javon Hargrave and you can't and then Darius Leonard now. But how, how do you move on without a guy like, an impact guy like that? Well, uh, I guess the understanding at this point is that you don't. <laughs> you really don't. I mean, Hargraves, actually we've had three consecutive guys, Joe Thomas, Hargraves, and then this past year, Darius Leonard, that have been player of the year for five years now. And, uh, you know, it gets harder and harder to make those guys continue to, to happen. We've signed a couple of young kids that we hope might be those kind of caliber guys, but you never know. Even when we got Darius, we registered him as a freshman, and then at that point, then we started playing him. We've signed a couple of kids that are those kind of looking guys. Hopefully one of them will come on and be that kind of style guy again and then we can continue to trend. Could um, could Green, this kid Green you have, could he be one of those guys? <laughs> you know what, that could possibly be, but you know, at, at this point, until you really see him working, you don't necessarily know. I'll tell you one thing for sure, is that the Paul McIver guy, who's a defensive line guy, is the caliber guy that we'd like to think could do it. He's got a, another year or two to play for us. He's a big enough guy who plays from sideline to sideline. So defensively, we'll always have a guy. You know, whether they can be that caliber is, is to be determined. 
you you do you lose the uh, what was the other num the number ten linebacker? What was that kid's name? Yeah, that was Darius Leonard. Darius. No, Leonard. no, no, no. I'm sorry, not Leonard. My what bad. The other thirty four. Yes, thirty four was uh, Deshaun Taylor. Taylor, thank who you. was also a good player. Yeah, yeah. Deshaun was the little fire plug yeah. of the bunch, and you know he'll be, I guess, for us probably as big a miss as uh, as as Darius was, and both those guys were experienced guys. You know, they redshirt together. They played four straight years together, and they never got hurt. You know, they were always there. You could always depend on them. Every game you saw South Carolina State, you saw 10 and 34 standing right up in the middle of that yeah. deal. So, you know, those guys are those guys are gone now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've got some new guys that we think might be able to do what they did. But, you know, the, 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 the whole deal has got to still be determined. Okay. Talk about some of the guys you expect to, you know, stand out for you defensively this year. Well, uh, anytime you think South Carolina State, you think about defensive front guys. And I just mentioned uh, Paul McIver, you know, is a guy that could be that kind of style guy. Uh, Terrell Goodman is another defensive lineman, you know, who's another inside guy who could be a good player for us. We have a, a defensive end kid named Bruce Johnson who's a good player. And we're trying to get Samuel Davis who's a tall transfer kid who's got three years to play for us from Clemson, you know, to go in and, and really making some things happen. So we got some up-front guys, you know, in our linebacking core. Um, uh, Lane Jones will be probably the starting inside linebacker. Uh, we got another kid, Chad Gilchrist. And the names could go on and on and on. You know, I don't think until, you know, we get into the season, you can actually put a face with the name when you see him play. But I can tell you this, it'll still be a South Carolina State defense. We'll do some of the same kinds of things that we've done in the past. I think we'll continue to be at, at least uh, above average as far as the defensive football concept is concerned. Uh, who's your quarterback? Well, uh, Dewan Ford is the guy that's returning. And anytime you got a guy who played, started 11 games for it, 10 games last year for nine, actually because we didn't play one game. Uh, you think that he'd be the leader out of the pack, but now we've got four guys that we can actually possibly think might have a shot at it. So we're getting to camp. You know, if Dewan, if Dewan runs off and hides with the job, then so be it. You know, he's showing some signs of being a much stronger leader than he's been in the past. If we can get him to go really well, then he could be the guy. But you never know with this deal. We got some young guys who seem to want to push him. If that happens, then, you know, then it'll be news at 11. <laughs> that sounds good. Uh, some of the other offensive guys you're expecting to step up this year? Well, uh, LeBron Mars is the running back that we brought here for this particular affair. We've got five or six running backs that we think you know might be really good and those guys are all young young guys so you know we're excited about them and then we've got another uh wide receiver two guys like uh, uh carwell and and uh and exactly that can go out and get it for you so we got some guys around you know it'll be one of those kind of things where you know we most likely will kind of determine that as we get into preseason camp and see who's actually had the best offseason. One of the neat things that we've had is that we had all of our guys in summer school this summer. We had them all there working out. So that gives us the opportunity to make sure they're in pretty good shape. Our strength and conditioning guys have seen you know, every lift and every run. So we know kind of who's in what kind of shape and that kind of stuff. So you know, it's neat to have had the opportunity to build a team camaraderie, to be able to work together to make sure that those guys are all on the same page that way. So we're looking forward to seeing just how the proof will be in that pudding of those guys being there and working out together for the summer. 17 years. Is it still fun for you? 
<laughs> I guarantee you, there's not a better day, you know, than the day that I get up and go into my office. You know, it can be practice, it can be, you know, recruiting, you know, it can be whatever that might be, you know, laying ahead for that particular day. And that's, you know, probably the most exciting part of any career, you know, to be able to go in and enjoy yourself that way. I get a chance to hang with the kids. You know, they keep me young. You know, they do everything from, you know, tell me what sayings to say to how to say it, you know, how to wear my cell phone, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, how to do all these different social media platform what's the difference between snapchat and 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 twitter you know all those kind of things so you get an opportunity to have a different perspective when you hang with those guys every day so it's a lot of fun for me just having that relationship and and being a part of a group of guys that way that feel for you and want to try to make sure you know that you're on cue with whatever's going on in the days whatever you're, you're on twitter right yeah, I am. I, I do have a Twitter account. I, I got a Facebook account. I, you know, I've got an Instagram. You know, all that kind of stuff. I don't remember to do it. You know, most times when I go out, I somehow another forget about it. But at the same time, we do have all those things out there, and we do try to go on from time to time. And in, in the last two thoughts, schedule. What, what does the schedule look like for you? Typically play FBS opponents, although it seemed like maybe not as much lately. But what's your schedule look like? Yeah, we play uh, at Georgia Southern game one. Okay. We come back and go and play Central Florida game two. We didn't have any. We had no clue that Central Florida would be, uh, I guess, sort of the mythical national champion from last year. You know that yep. year they had. Yeah. But uh, you know, after that, then we come back and play nine straight MEAC games. We got two MEAC games that are non-conference games this year, which is a little bit of a strange kind of scenario. But in both cases, you know, we feel like we've got enough of an opportunity to get started with these Division One games, make a little money, and, you know, we get in there and play really well. That's the, who's to say that we can't do what Howard did last year out of UNLV or what ANT did last year, you know, at, uh, at, at Charlotte. So, you know, we want to take that opportunity to see if we can make something that can happen. If we can grab one of those pieces of lightning, then watch out in the AC. <laughs> and then lastly, you know, you, you're uh, obviously a South Carolina State alum, but you had some time at the University of South Carolina before, you know, coming back to, you know, South Carolina State. Had, and I know you're, you're, you're happy where you are. Had, had you ever had an ambition to coach on the FBS level? Well, of course you have. I mean, I, everybody does. And, you know, it was a lot of fun when I had an opportunity to work with uh, Coach Brad Scott for a while and Coach Lou Holtz, you know, and uh, to have the experience of being behind the scenes to, to deal with the day-to-day operations and routine of those style kinds of programs where you're trying to do everything at the very highest level. So I think we all aspire to have those kind of opportunities. You want to kind of see how it's done when you got everything in place. You know, very right. seldom do we have an opportunity to do things when you don't have to worry about, you know, you know, if you got enough gator eat or if you can go to if you can go to the hotel and have dinner as opposed to having to go to Ryan's or someplace like that. So you know, we've got our we've got our opportunities to, to have those kinds of uh, possibilities. When you get those shots you gotta take them. and and lastly I ask that because even though you didn't get that shot Orangeburg and South Carolina State mean something, though. Like, you know, I, and, 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 and it, to me it just seems like maybe, I don't know, you don't see the bigger crowds like you used to see, but I can think back to 2009, that game you hosted, Florida A&M came down there, big-time game. Talk about the fact that Orangeburg and South Carolina State mean something, not only to you, South Carolina State, but to, the, to Orangeburg. Well, we can have, when things are going well, one of the better game atmospheres of any place in the country. 
we put about 22, 23,000 people in there and get our band going and get another team's band going and get two crowds going against each other. It's as fun a place to play a football game as any place. So we've had situations there that were top of the line of sorts, and you know that was a lot of fun. So we just look to try to get back to those places where we had those kind of situations that happened for us. We've got to go out and, and, and play good early in our year, though, to make that happen. And at that point, then, hopefully we can have those kind of situations again. The dean of coaches in the MEAC, Buddy Pugh, in his 17th season at South Carolina State. That's going to wrap it up for today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast. We stay in the MEAC on Monday, and we travel, and uh, we're going to take a look at the Norfolk State Spartans and talk with their head football coach, Latrell Scott. I think the Spartans are going to be improved this year. A little bit of continuity for the Spartans from last year, especially that they have a really good quarterback, and you will hear all about that quarterback and the Spartans on Monday. Don't forget to listen to the weekend edition of Box to Row. Speaking of the MEAC, we're going to preview the MEAC as a whole. Also joining me on the program this weekend, and again, we talk obviously a lot about HBCU sports, but we talk all sports. Eric Almarola, who drives the number 10 for Stuart Haas Racing. Going to join us on the weekend edition of Boxer Row on a radio station near you. Log on to our website, BoxerRow.com, and click on the affiliates link. Or you can listen on tomorrow, Saturday morning, 9 a.m. that Eastern. That's 8 a.m. Central Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Sirius XM, Channel 142. Have a great weekend! Boxer,